Welcome to the LOSG Podcast, the League of Serious Gentlemen, where we take our fantasy football seriously, but rarely act like gentlemen. Welcome to week five of the LOSG podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast in week five, then I must say a sincere thank you. We have an average show lined up for you this week. Uh, My special guest is none other than Zach Dietmeyer, who currently sits at first place in the LOSG. Together, Zach and I will attempt to entertain you for about a half an hour as we dig into the trenches and hand out some shenanigans again this week. So stay tuned. To start us off this week, uh, let's get to know our guest, Zach. I think you might be the one person in this league who knows the least amount of other people in the league, which makes it especially irritating that you're sitting at number one overall. But welcome anyway, Zach. How are you? I am great, Brad, and I just want to remind you that it is entirely your fault for bringing me into this league. Ah, that's so, true. Uh, if, if if anybody has a problem with it, they can they can take it up with you. Yeah, well said. All right. Nevertheless, we need to get to know you a little bit here. So, um, here are your talking points. I want you to introduce yourself. So, first, I want you to share with us where you live, uh, what you do for a living, that kind of general info. And you told me, I think just yesterday or the day before, that you're about to start a new job. It's very exciting, so you can tell us about that, unless it's top secret. Um, but don't worry, not we don't have a very big listening audience, so you can probably say whatever you want and it'll never get out. Um, um, secondly, uh, you know, I also know that you're preparing to get married, which is another huge step in your personal development, so tell us about that if you don't mind. Um, and then tell us how you're connected to the other guys in this league which shouldn't take long. And third, what is your greatest accomplishment in life or your greatest fantasy football memory? All right, go for it. Introduce yourself. All right, that's a few things to go through, so let's see if I can hit them all. Um, uh, Obviously, I'm Zach, and I live in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, I work for the Bloomington Normal Economic Development Council, which... Uh, is one of the world's longest titles that is possible, but it's it's essentially a nonprofit that is business oriented, and we work to bring in new businesses, help out the businesses that are, are in our community grow, and advocate for special projects that they might have going on that uh, they may need some outside help with funding. Nice. On. So my small side business making T-shirts, I need your help, don't I? You really could use it. Um, it's, we, we specialize in small business assistance and uh, really helping direct people where they need to go and, and hopefully awesome. helping them cut through the red red tape that is government. Great. Okay, what's this new job you're starting, or is it still too top secret? No, no, it's, uh, it is okay. I've told my current employer, so um, it, it's out in the world. And uh, when this hits Twitter later on and uh, really goes to the trending <laughs> level, it'll, it'll get me in trouble. But uh, I will be starting in a couple weeks as the plant communications manager for Rivian Automotive here in Bloomington Normal. And for those who don't know Rivian, uh, they are a startup electric vehicle company who the last uh, about eight or nine years has been gearing up to build 
an all-electric vehicle, and what we know now is that they will be building a pickup truck and mm-hmm. an SUV here in Normal, and recently got a big contract with Amazon for uh, all-electric delivery vans that will be hitting the the market in probably three to four years. So Putting really Bloomington exciting. Normal on the map, baby. Let's go. That's the hope. That's the hope. Nice. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited, and I've been bugging them for a couple of years that they needed to hire somebody local to help communicate with the folks in central Illinois and really to uh, help organize nice. the community and their needs. And they came back to me and said, well, uh, I think we're ready. Would you like to do it? And yeah. I said, "Good work. I- I'm listening. I see what you <laughs> did there. Good work. Got a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just uh, subliminal messaging. Cool. And you've got a wedding coming up. I think uh, I sent off my RSVP today. <laughs> I think it was due last week. Sorry about that, but we're coming. Well, oh. that's that's good to know. I was going to ask you because you're <laughs> one of the last ones outstanding. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, coming up in November um, and very, very exciting. I've uh, been with my fiance Claire, for about a year and a half, and uh, we are excited. But in case I didn't have enough change going on, uh, between trying to manage a fantasy football team and uh, <laughs> a wedding planning, I applied for a new job in there. So, oh, uh, I, 2019, all, pretty all good. All the biggest life stresses coming in at once. All right. Uh, how are you connected to the other guys in this league? That should be well, easy. Well, very loosely. Um, <laughs> at this point, this is my third year in the league, and I know one more person than I did when I started. So, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, learning and meeting about a half a person a year. Good. So, um, All right. Who's the other person uh, besides me that you know now? Well, well, I know Clayton because oh, yeah. we share a barber. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, that's that's my hair or lack thereof is kind of my connection to everybody. We should. Clayton's the one who's got a lot less hair than you. Trust me. Uh, we should see if <laughs> your barber uh, wants to be a sponsor of the LOSG podcast. That would be pretty sweet. I bet he could use the uh, good press. Yeah. All right. And what's your greatest accomplishment in life or your greatest fantasy football memory? Well, my greatest fantasy football memory would probably be from two years ago that uh, I made the fantasy playoffs on the backs of the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think the key to being a good fantasy football uh, participant is uh, really utilizing the kicker position and the, <laughs> the defense uh, to to yeah. be your mainstay as a team. Uh, I'm doing it again this year, so I'm uh, yes. I'm following my own advice. And, it's really uh, the reason I, that you're sitting number one in our league is because of the Patriots defense. Let's be real. And it looks like again for this week that they yes. they might be helping me. They out. already have a pick six and an interception. It's driving me crazy, actually. Um, they're playing out of their minds. Did, tell the truth. Did you anticipate this out of them, or are you just getting lucky here? Well, I, uh, if you remember in the draft, I, I was having difficulties picking a defense because I came in with uh, a very specific target in mind. I uh, had one one uh, draft pick, essentially, and I picked uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas with 90% yeah. of my money. Yes. and. uh I had to sit through like four rounds to draft a defense and eventually people stopped bidding on my defense and uh, I ended up with the Patriots. Well, I've been watching the game tonight. I don't know if you are as well, but uh, I heard some crazy stats about the new England defense. So listen to this. This is crazy. Opponents are eight out of 64 on third down conversions against the Patriots. Isn't that a crazy stat? 
That's stupid. It's wow. crazy. And listen to this. Daniel Jones, Daniel, I don't know how to say his name, threw a touchdown pass to Golden Tate in the second quarter. And that was the first passing touchdown that the Patriots have allowed so far this season. Wow. And I think they just got another interception. I have the game on in the background. <laughs> Crap. All right. Well, I'm, 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 this is all for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's time to move on here. Let's uh, let's start off uh, with uh, our newest segment that we introduced last week, the Commissioner's Corner. He's the Commissioner. This is his corner. Welcome to the Commissioner's Corner. Oh, yeah. Hello. This is your Commissioner. Mr. Last Place. Mr. Zero Wins. Mr. has lots of points. <sighs> but I shall not give up. I shall not surrender. I'll figure out a way to get in the playoffs. At the very least, I will give some losses to somebody. Let there be a lesson to everyone. Even if you are low, don't give up. Keep the league going. Keep setting your lineups. Keep trash talking. The only information I have for you this week as the commission is just to bring attention that there was actually a trade. So alerting everyone to the trade between Brick Kill the Guy, Andy, and I got a feeling Bradley Huff Bauer. That is it. I'm off to plan for my first victory. He's the commissioner. This is his corner. Welcome to the commissioner's corner. Okay, thanks, Clay. Always great to hear your voice. Uh, so smooth and silky, but so somber and downtrodden. Uh, better luck to you this week, Clay. Um, and maybe if you win, you might be a little bit happier, and your Commissioner's Corner segment will actually have some helpful information in it. Anyway, moving on. Zach, to start this week, I'm going to give you a little trivia quiz, all right? And all the trivia is from uh, this uh, past week, or no, from this year in the in the NFL, not past seasons, just the first uh, first five weeks this year. Okay, are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready. All right, um, how many of the top four uh, players can you name with the most targets so far this season? Targets. targets. Wow, this is this is okay. Um, yeah. Man, probably none of them. So they don't have to have caught the ball; they just have to be thrown at a ton. Exactly. Um, is is Odell Beckham on there? Nope. Wow. You should at least know one of these. Hint, hint. Oh, okay. Michael Thomas. Yes, he's number two with fifty-five targets through five weeks. Wow, that's <laughs> okay. And he's, only, and he's uh, only number two. Any other guesses? I don't know. I'm having some trouble remembering receivers for anybody. So. All right, I'll help you out. Cooper okay. Cup. Number oh, one. that's a good one, yeah. With 63 targets. This is a crazy. He's averaging over 12 targets a game. Tyler Boyd on my team is uh, has 53, and tied with him is Keenan Allen, also with 53 targets. Um, all right, here's the next question. You get 1,000 points for that last round, by the way, because you got Michael Thomas. Uh, I forgot to tell you that you get 1,000 points for every correct answer. Here's the second question. Can you name the player... Uh, with the most rushing attempts so far this year. This one should be easy. He's having probably the best year of any running back ever. (laughs) Um, Oh, geez. Well, it's not Todd Gurley because I have him in my other league and they just will not even hand him the ball anymore. Um, Nope. If you don't know the answer to this, there's no reason you should be number one in our league right now. 
I, I can help you with that. There's no reason, no reason oh, I should be number one. Come in the on, league. Zach. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. Number, is, the, number two is also on your team, which I'm very dis, uh, um, very upset well, by he, because I dropped him a couple years ago. Well, he's hurt right now. So yeah. Um, I was gonna say Alvin Kamara, but nope, he's not on there. Um, nope. I know who you dropped. That'd be Marlon Mack. Yep, that's number two with 101 rushing attempts. And the number one is Christian McCaffrey with 105 rushing attempts, followed by Derrick Henry with 98 and Leonard Fournette on my team with 95. You know, my connection with Christian McCaffrey in this league is that I was offered a trade uh, two years ago in a crazy internal fight over one Deshaun Watson uh, straight mm. up, Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson, and, uh, and you said this, no. I said no. Yeah, yeah. Foolish. Mostly out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Uh, can I, you uh, name the quarterback with the most interceptions this year? Is it like a Kirk Cousins? He is not in the top five. Uh, shoot. Daniel oh. Jones actually has thrown two or three tonight, so he might have moved up this list. I don't know. He's not in the top five, but. He could be after tonight. Come on. Uh, Come on. Um, you can do this. Hmm. Hmm. There, there. <laughs> um, he's boisterous. He's loud. He's proud. Baker? He's accomplished is, is, nothing. It, is it Baker yes. Mayfield? Baker Mayfield oh. has eight interceptions so far this year. And what, Jared about three Goff, touchdowns? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not very many touchdowns. Jared Goff, Josh Allen, and Matt Ryan are all tied with for seven, and Dak Prescott has six. All right, who has the most fumbles this year? That's a tough one. I'll give you a hint. Quarterbacks rule this list, too. Okay. Um, probably going to be a younger quarterback. Yes. So, All three uh, of them are young quarterbacks. All three of the top ones. Josh Rosen. No, he is not on the list. Well, then uh, there's too many young quarterbacks then. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Allen. And Gardner Minshew are, are tied for with four for the top spot. And then Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Chris Carson, and Andy Dalton with three, all tied. All right, last question. Who are the non-quarterback players in terms of fantasy points that are in the top of the league this year? So non-quarterbacks, top fantasy points performers in our league, in our league, in our scoring structure. In our league, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, so I'm going to guess Christian McCaffrey is up there. The, yes, and this is insanity. Christian McCaffrey has is averaging 25.72 points this year. The next highest is only averaging 20 points this year. Five wow. point difference between number one and number two. And then, uh, anybody else you want to guess on this list? Oh shoot! Um, uh, I'm going to stick with my Alvin Kamara pick. Alvin Kamara is not even in the top seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Dalvin is, Cook is, is it number a running two. Back or? Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook is number yeah. two. Okay. And then the next one, the next highest, is because of his enormous performance last week. It bumped him up in the list. Oh, you know it's who a, it was? It, was it uh, Will Fuller? No, Aaron Jones at 18. Points. All running backs. Okay. All right. Yep. Followed by Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, and Mark Ingram down at 15.9 points. And then I didn't put write down anybody beyond that. Okay. 
Moving on, just some fun trivia as we start off the podcast here. So now it's time to move on. We're going to dig into the trenches. We're going to find those obscure, nitty-gritty news stories that most news outlets don't have the balls to report on, but I do. As always, In the Trenches is sponsored by our friends at Henrik's Drainage. You might have the know-how to fix your own faucet or unclog your own toilet, but when it comes to standing water in your fields, you better call the professionals at Henrik's Drainage and get that son of a ditch fixed. Henrik's Drainage, flooding Watsika, Illinois for 10 years accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) all right zach on last week's episode our guest was the owner of henrik's drainage um was it good to finally put a voice with a name there yes yes (laughs) it was i'm sure that was super helpful well maybe someday rivian could become one of our sponsors in the future would you mind working on that for us I'll do what I can. I'm going to try to avoid any copyright issues until that point, though. All right. Well, make that one of your top priorities as you enter your first week at work is get our podcast sponsored by Rivian. All right. Uh, All right. Our first news story of the week. I chose actually both of our stories this week. I chose just for you, Zach, because I happen to know that one of your side hustles is being a sports broadcaster for obscure ESPN events. Isn't that right? And, and, and you're getting more and more obscure by the year. Yes. <laughs> I've listened to some of your stuff. You really did some digging for stats on some mid-level college women's softball players. It was quite impressive. <laughs> I do what I can. It's, yeah. it's all out. <laughs> can you tell us uh, what your most high-profile sporting event was that you were ever a part of as a broadcaster? Ooh. Uh, that's, that's, gonna, that's an easy one. I would say it was um, – the Illinois State Southeastern Missouri gymnastics match last year at uh, the Horton <laughs> Fieldhouse at uh, Illinois State, um, a battle of the Midwestern Conference indoor gymnastics teams. That's uh, sounds throughout scintillating. The record. Yeah. All right. Well, well, tonight, um, as we already talked about, Thursday night football is underway. It's being broadcast on Fox, Fox Sports has a new member of their broadcasting team. Do you happen to know who it is? Like, like new tonight? This tonight or was his this first season? night. His, tonight oh. was his first night broadcasting with, with uh, NFL. He joined the pregame show. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. It's Rob Gronkowski. I cannot oh. tell you how excited I am about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, any football fan knows that Gronk has a tendency to cross the line from time to time when the cameras are on. He's especially known for his R-rated humor. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about, any of his antics? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was planning to actually play some clips here for you so you could hear some of Gronk's antics for yourself uh, from throughout the years. But when I listened to them, I realized that I would have had to slap an explicit label on this podcast, and I want it to stay family-friendly. So you'll just have to rely on your memory of those clips or your imagination. I'm not sure which would be worse, actually. But... Um, apparently, the first step in his broadcasting career is to simply join the pregame show for only about 20 minutes, and then he was also in part of the halftime show. That's probably wise, uh, a wise first step, because who knows what he might actually say during a game in the heat of the moment, especially since tonight's game is between his former team and their longtime rival, the New York Large People. Um, <laughs> 
So I watched his show tonight. Pretty funny, but nothing terrible. So here's my question for you, Zach. Where, mm-hmm. where would you put the over-under on how many inappropriate jokes he makes this season on Fox while broadcasting NFL games? This is an easy one. I'm going to put it at over or under 69. <laughs> that, would, uh, that would be his, I'm sure that would be his answer to that question as well. Um, here's another question. Do you think he'll be brought back next season after this season is over? I, I would normally say absolutely not, but I'm sure that he will be so entertaining that they cannot resist it. <laughs> All right. Do you think you could do a better job than Grunk on on uh, Thursday Night Football? Probably not. No. No. Um, you don't think no. so? Because <laughs> I, they they I didn't play football. I mean, I I had a very yeah. long and successful career as an eighth grade uh, backup corner in uh, <laughs> in in my high school, um, which was football obsessed. And I quickly learned that. If I couldn't cut it as a as a punter or as a return man, I was I, I didn't have long to live. Well, what would be what would be your ideal sports broadcast job if you had the opportunity? An ESPN anchor? That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think probably Oops. an NBA play by play broadcaster. Right. Oh, okay, NBA play by play. Speaking of the NBA, have you seen all the different people who are shooting three pointers this year? This is insanity. I think the list is shorter of people who are not. <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next news story is also about a sports reporter, and it also involves the most disgusting person in all of football. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I believe that's Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly right. Aaron Rodgers, the worst, uh, the worst person in all of football. Um, and the reporter is Scoops Callahan. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is in a press conference, and Scoops Callahan is asking a question. I want you to listen to this audio from Aaron Rodgers. This is his latest post-game media interview, and Scoops asks a simple question, and Rodgers is so confused, and he totally embarrasses himself, okay? So I'm going to play this for you, and I want you to react to it, okay? What was the key to distributing your Packer City Lightning to all your button men? Like all-decade torpedo, Laverne Delweg? I have no idea what you're talking about. Packers, 1920s stalwart, Laverne Delweg. NFL all-decade, tight end. How you do it, champ? I don't know what you're talking about. That's a good question, though. <laughs> what the? Zach, as a sports reporter yourself, I want you to tell me how annoying is it when athletes don't even bother to try to understand what you're asking them. I mean, this guy's only just trying to do his job. Am I right? This guy is incredibly disrespectful to sports reporters everywhere. As a broadcaster myself, I am entirely insulted because there's a lot of research that goes into that. You you spend a lot of time prepping and thinking about how you're going to ask these questions. And this dirtbag comes out and refuses to even treat this guy like like he's a, a dignified human being. That's right. Uh, uh, this is this is disrespectful to Scoops Callahan. Yeah. This is disrespectful to Laverne Dillywag. Yes. I mean, I don't know who he thinks he is or or what level of godhood he has reached. Exactly. But it's. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, Aaron. Hey, I have a message for you. Okay, you aren't that cool. 
It's been almost a decade since you were the Super Bowl MVP. Whoop-de-doo. You're nothing special. You ha- you've been on a steady decline ever since. I looked up your stats. You've even got your coach fired last year, you animal. So just answer Scoop's question, Brett Favre wannabe. Jeez. Oh. And the guy is, even has to have help brought in now for his State Farm commercials. That's, that's why they're using Patrick Mahomes. They need fresh yeah. blood because... Aaron Rodgers, you're washed up. Yeah, spending all his time making commercials and going to the apple orchard with with NASCAR legends. I mean, get a grip here, buddy. Hey, here's what we're going to do, Zach. We're going to do a little role play here, okay? You're going to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. you got to try not to vomit. And I'm going <sighs> to be Scoops Callahan, uh, the reporter who asking the totally reasonable question. I'm going to give you a chance to show Aaron – how to respond appropriately to this line of question, okay? Are you ready? Okay, I'll give it a shot. All right, I'm just going to read the same question that Scoops said, asks, and then you respond as if you're Aaron Rodgers. I want you to show this goofball how it's done, all right? Here we go. All right, champ, champ, uh, what, what was the key to distributing your pack of city lightning to all your button men like all-decade torpedo Laverne Delweg? Hey, look, do you think I'm a nifty uh, ragamuffin here, or, uh, or or what? I'm not. There's no way I'm washed up or anything like that. Uh, I just uh, go out there and uh, put my best foot forward every week, see. And uh, I, I do my best uh, not to be a wet blanket out there for my team, and uh, really just give it a little, uh, little, uh, little toss down the field as uh, a forward pass and everything. Yeah, so, you do a little jibber. Uh, yeah. Do a little jibber on the defense. Keith. Key to being uh, pulling the Mazuma right there is uh, really to, to throw the ball out there and uh, rely on your teammates and get a little hair on the dog. You see, it's that simple, A.A. Ron. I mean, get with the program. You did way better than that dumpster diving, moldy bread eating Rogers. Jeez. All right. Doesn't take much. Not mm. much at all. All right, that's all I have for this week in our In the Trenches segment. Thanks again to Henrik's Drainage. Ditch better have my money. All right. <laughs> All right. Once again, this week, it is time for shenanigans. Woo. Ooh. All right. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? All right? Zach, I'm guessing that you listen to this podcast weekly, religiously, faithfully. Am I right? I haven't missed one yet. All right. So you know Except how this, this segment works. Um, I give you a description of an award, and I have a I have uh, predetermined the winner of that award. Then you try to guess who I chose ahead of time to be the winner of that award, and I've confusingly called a shenanigan only because my buddies and I really liked the movie Super Troopers when we were young, even though we probably should not have been allowed to watch it. But you'll catch on, okay? So here we go. Okay. Uh, this week's theme is called is childhood board games. All right, so first up oh. is the Candyland shenanigan, named after the best-selling 1945 colorful board game that still sells remarkably over a million copies a year. Um, in this game, there's absolutely no strategy, no way to determine your own destiny. You simply have to rely on the order of the cards to win. And so this award goes to the manager who currently sits at the top of his division, but it's through no effort of his own. It's purely through the luck of the draw. 
Do you have any guesses who this might be, Zach? Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, this is this is foul in and of itself. Um, I'm gonna say. You're you're targeting me on this yes. one. Yes, yes, I am. Honestly, okay. though, honestly, though, it could have been, it could have gone to any three of our division leaders, to me, you, sure. or Trevor Beyer. We each actually have a case to be made in our favor for winning this award. But since you're my guest, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. This is why you get this award. You have defied okay. the odds. So far, only two out of the five weeks you've been favored to win your matchup. And yet you've pulled out a victory each time. You're currently sitting at 5-0. and But Yahoo predicts that you'll finish the season with just three more wins out of the eight, eight possibilities that we have. Um, you also have the second lowest points scored against you this year. And Yahoo has ranked you. Do you know where they have you ranked in the power rankings in our league? Ooh, last week it was 11. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, I'm you, moving up in the world. You jumped up to 10th. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> somehow, okay. yet somehow you just keep winning. So how do you how do you respond to all this? You know, um, and, and speaking of Candyland, um, I, I believe last year it was rated in a scientific poll of some sort, the worst board game of all time because of the skill or lack thereof needed for it. Um, I, I got to put fantasy football in that, that realm because I, I am clearly demonstrating that skill is not necessary to draft and yet somehow come out on the top of the rankings because <laughs> uh, I know at least what we're in week six here. So if, if this week pans out, I was not favored to win this week. And nope. I am writing a, a defensive performance that is keeping me in it. Yes. I, I have no good answers. It's, you really need to send a thank you sense. card to the Patriots. They're keeping I, you alive. That sounds that sounds horrendous, though. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, honorable mention for this actually goes to two people, me and Trevor Beyer, um, because I'm sitting at 4-1 and one, but have by far the fewest points scored against me this year. And Trevor Beyer, team name Stop Nagging Me, who's currently also at 4-1, uh, he pretty much inherited his entire team, and he's made the fewest roster moves this entire year, but he keeps on winning, so great job, Trevor. All right, our next award is called the Monopoly Shenanigan, named after the childhood favorite board game of Big Brothers Everywhere. This game, originally designed in 1935, was created to expose the evils of capitalism. This is true, by the way. This game was created with the purpose of exposing the evils of capitalism, showing that scrambling to own properties and acquiring wealth with cutthroat tactics will destroy families and bring little brothers to tears when they're coerced into ill-advised business decisions. Those are good memories, me and my brother. Yeah, I mean, the part about the little brothers isn't real, but it actually is real that that game was created to to expose the evils of capitalism. Um, All right, this award goes to the manager who has been wheeling and dealing, making moves, buying up everything he can in hopes that it will pay off in the end. Do you have any guesses who this is? Is it in my division? I am not sure about that. Hmm. Let me look it up. You know, and while you're you're looking that up, I don't know where this board game thing came from, but uh, (laughs) is, is is this like trying to point me out as a nerd in life? (laughs) <laughs> I just needed a theme. Bradley Huffbauer gave me the the idea. Oh my gosh, mixing okay, okay. the Patriots scored again. You have twenty seven points. I'm so irritated right now. 
Why not? Oh, uh, you so know what? Mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Bradley. It is Bradley. This award also could have gone to one of two people, but I chose Bradley Huffbauer, team name I Got a Feeling. Um, he has made an astounding 23 roster moves this year. Um, and as a result, came out last week and absolutely annihilated his competition. Clayton Voyles, team name I Think I Can. I think I, it stopped somewhere in there because he ran out of characters for his team name. Great work, Bradley. And, re- and for the record, Andy had a hot take on last week's podcast predicting that Bradley would actually win. And he also predicted that Clay will end up with two wins this entire season. That one is looking more and more likely every week. I'm sorry about it, Clay. Um, Any thoughts on this? I trust his projections more than the computer at this point. (laughs) I mean, it's a tough slog out there. And, you know, what, we got three teams at one and four, one and oh and five. Everybody's still in it. I mean, this is week six. If if the computer's right, I'm gonna go like three and five the rest of the year. So <laughs> uh, you know, you just gotta make the playoffs. That's uh, make that's the, the encouraging word I have for everybody. All right, our next shenanigan is called the Risk Award. The Risk Shenanigan, named after the 1957 strategy game of diplomacy, conflict, and conquest. That was taken straight from Wikipedia. All right, this <laughs> this award goes to the manager who showed absolute total domination this past week. Do you have any guesses on who this was? Oh, yeah. Two of them had really high scores. Um, Three people did. Oh, okay. I know it wasn't, it wasn't Trevor, but he was close. Yes, he was. It was the other, uh, the other Brad, the third yes, Brad, right? That's right, the third Brad, Brad Voiles. And if <laughs> or the he, first Brad. What a, yeah, know. he doesn't listen to this podcast, so don't worry. Okay, but okay. he is a bully. But he's a Presbyterian pastor now, so oh. in our denomination, my denomination. Anyway, um, uh, his team named Three Dog Night. Brad's team had a whopping 166.94 points. And this was the highest overall score, not only for this week, but for the entire year so far in our league. And he did it. Actually, this is the crazy part. He did it in a week where the second and third highest overall scores also would have won the high point score any other week this year. And so and uh, and also every single one of Brad Voyles's players scored in double digits this week except for his defense, which means he might be sending you a trade offer to get a hold of that New England Patriots defense. Just fair warning. Um, okay. And his team was led by the four touchdown effort of Aaron Jones who scored over 40 fantasy points this week. That's an insane performance. Zach, any thoughts on the outrageously high points totals in our league this past week? There's a lot of volatility this year. I, I think if I remember back to about week four, uh, there was only like one team that scored more than about 105 points. Uh, I think I think that week everybody was terrible. Like, there's been weeks where you could win with like 90 points, and then there are others where <laughs> – I mean, 130 is not uh, not going to get it done. So I, it's crazy. I don't. I, I've got I've got no science on that. Yeah, I can't, I can't help that. Yeah, you just all all you can do is give Clayton a big hug and tell him you're sorry. It's awful. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our shenanigans segment for this week, and that also marks the end of our podcast for this week. And all, as always, um, I would like to give you Zach a chance to talk a little trash before we sign off for this week. So uh, you and I, though, are actually playing against each other 
in our matchups this week. So keep in mind that I can edit this however I would like. So you better tread lightly on whatever you have to say here. Well, I got better be careful then because there's a chance you could just delete like half of it or something. Yeah, I can do whatever um, I want. Uh, this feels like the last week that I'm going to be able to talk trash. I, I have no idea how long I can uh, I can ride the Patriots defense. That seems like a, a bold strategy to, to really succeed in this league. I have not been a high point scorer any particular week. You're likely going to see me score in the 105-point range. And I bring all this up because I am sitting at the top of the standings right now. So <laughs> yes. what's wrong with the rest of you people? <laughs> and, and, and furthermore, if you're not able to top that, Brad, um, I, 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 I feel sorry for Sherlock Mahomes. Uh, um, yes. Um, that, that's, that's, your, that's your Dr. Moriarty right there. I feel pretty confident that you're going down this week, even though, even though the, as we're talking right now, the Patriots have scored another defensive touchdown, a fumble recovering touchdown, and have 27 points on the night. So that's extremely irritating. But I will still, I will still make a wager with you this week. I'm still going to come out victorious, and I'm so confident that I'm willing to bet lunch on it. Are you in? Are you in okay. on that? Yes. Okay. Yes, All right. Just to be clear, if I win and you're buying, we're going to Anjou, the most expensive place in town. Um, okay. And if you win and I'm paying, we're going to Wendy's on the dollar menu. Is that a deal? Yeah, I, I can eat a lot off the dollar menu. <laughs> Shoot, maybe that's not wise, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Zach, thank you for joining me this week on the podcast. You're a good friend. Um, looking forward to uh, your wedding and looking forward to hearing about how your new job turns out and all the fun that that will be. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Take care, buddy. Thanks for tuning in once again. As always, remember to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm be rad and stay rad. That's the word on the street.